Welcome to the spotlight, the spotlight. No, no, no commercials in the spotlight, the spotlight. We get personal in the spotlight, the spotlight. Hey, welcome to the spotlight series. My name Nutty, yeah, he take it serious. We wanna know about your life and where you came from. What's your story? Tell us where you got your name from. Where you started, when you gon' finish, when the game done. A lot of characters in this movie, you the main one. Hey, welcome to the spotlight, the spotlight. Hey, welcome to the spotlight, the spotlight. This the spotlight series. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the spotlight, the spotlight. No commercials in the spotlight, the spotlight. We get personal in the spotlight, the spotlight. This the spotlight series. What's up, everybody? Welcome back into the South Harmon Spotlight, episode 15. Taking a couple weeks off because of Thanksgiving and holidays and working around people's schedules, but the wait is over. And the wait is over in a very big way. One Mr. Ryan McDowell joins us from DLF, the godfather of Dynasty, in my opinion. <laughs> Ryan. Oh, wow. <laughs> Ryan, you are the godfather. The godfather. Oh, too kind, too kind. Thanks for having me on, man. I'm, I'm excited for this. I've uh, really, uh, really enjoyed your content lately. I've been, been catching up. I know, uh, obviously, your, your followers and listeners have been benefiting from, uh, from, from the South Harmon way for a while now, and uh, I'm I'm playing catch up with all those folks, but uh, it's it's been good stuff. I've been enjoying uh, what I've what I've seen and heard from you guys. Uh, the 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 best part about them is uh, our community is one of the tightest knit communities. Uh, Ryan at the uh, the expo, so the the shitheads, quite a few of people, especially in our Patreon, the uh, the top tier guys, all came and stayed with us in Canton, Ohio, at the Fantasy Football Expo. So we uh, we rented out our whole school. <laughs> It'd be the, wouldn't be the South Harmon way if we didn't. That's <laughs> so, awesome. Well, school. yeah, I was a little disappointed. I've heard you talk about, uh, you know, I've heard you mention Canton on a couple pods and things, and uh, I was there. We didn't get to meet, so I'm, uh, I feel let down. We'll have to change that next summer for sure. We'll rectify that for sure. Definitely rectify that for sure. Well, I appreciate you. This is probably our uh, first interaction, I think, even on social media, you know, actually getting to talk here face-to-face, which is yeah, pretty awesome. Yeah, so really is. for the people who don't know, uh, you know, haven't been blessed by the godfather <laughs> <laughs> what do you do right now currently right like what is your uh what's your what's your content look like where does it come out at um uh, what's your focus sure sure well my focus is is always dynasty uh wide, widespread dynasty but um yeah right now and and for the past uh, 11 years i believe uh the majority of my content has been at dynasty league football uh, com. started there yeah, more than a decade ago, and um, was actually one of the first uh, first riders that they hired when they uh, went to the uh, subscription model and and uh, started started hiring some folks rather than doing it all themselves. Um, so I was I was one of that first group and and kind of worked my way up. Eventually became a part owner of DLF, and uh, we have since sold to a company called Betsperts. So. Now I, I work, right, and podcast for, for DLF and for Betsperts. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. I also have one other pod, um, Locked On Dynasty, that I co-host with Matt Williamson. Um, that's separate from DLF, and, and I think that's my only, my only side gig right now outside of DLF. 
Well, you're still a busy, busy, busy man. We see you all over the place, right? Uh, yeah, I, tr- I try to stay busy for sure. <laughs> then you got a, a normal human job like the yeah, rest of us. Yeah, yeah not not full time in the industry, uh, at least not yet. Um, I'm I'm a teacher. Uh, this is year twenty three, I believe. Twenty three of uh, of teaching. Um, I'm an elementary PE teacher. So yeah, I, 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 I get home around this time of day and definitely ready for, uh, for a little rest. Don't always get that. Sometimes it's right to the uh, fantasy content. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a good deal. Um, as of now, I've, uh, likely have three more years of teaching, uh, before I can actually retire. And then, you know, then maybe, maybe I will become full-time in the industry at that point, but yeah, normal life outside of football, wife, three kids, teaching job, all, all, all the, all the stuff. The, the teaching years really stack up real fast. I know my wife's every, it feels like every couple of years, she's like, you know, I've been here, you know, 10 years, I've been here 15 years and I'm going, holy shit. Like <laughs> it's, it's, it really stacks up fast, man. The years go by and I get grayer and older and fatter and, she just looks better and better. I don't know what her magic secret is, but well, I, I wish I wish that were true of all teachers. But uh, I'm I'm more uh, I'm more with you on on the uh, <laughs> you know on how things change. But yeah, th- I mean, teaching is um, it, it's funny because obviously we get that summer break, right? You get six eight weeks off in the summer, and um, I mean, a lot of times I'll have I'll be having conversations with teachers, and I will accidentally call the summer the off season and um you know just but really that break uh in between school years uh is it does kind of follow the pattern of of the off season and i do think that's i mean that's what makes the years really roll by pretty quickly right i mean every year every year of teaching you kind of got that countdown going like, okay, this is day 100 or we've got, we, you know, we only got six weeks left or it's Christmas break or it's spring break, whatever. Uh, just like we do in, in football, you kind of have that end in sight and, uh, and then a little refreshment period. So uh, teaching is obviously very different from a lot of other jobs and careers. And, and I think that that break is, is kind of what, um, you know, kind of what one of the things that differentiates it. <laughs> just wait till they start letting you actually draft the kids right in the in the off season right you know avoid uh, little timmy at all costs <laughs> you know you know we actually we actually do some of that it's funny because um i mean you got to you've got to make the class list every year you know and and that's one of the things that we do early in the summer and several years ago i kind of took the lead on that and it really was i think in part to um experience in fantasy football, you know, separating uh, the the students in different ways based on different uh, characteristics and, and really looking, I mean, obviously we look for balanced classrooms. You don't, uh, we, we get those stacked dynasty teams. We love those teams. Yeah. And, uh, uh, but that means there's, there's the team that's at the bottom that, that looks pretty ugly. We don't want our class, our classes to look like that. We want some balance in those. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's a fun process that I get to be a part of at the school. That's great. That's great. Yeah, we're, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk to my wife. I'll tell her. I said next yeah, year. Yeah. I, I got you. Okay, with She's the dynasty connection. Yeah, <laughs> we gotta get you the early draft pick. Right, do whatever you can. We'll make some trades during the season. Set you up perfectly for the off season hunt. That way you don't get uh, <laughs> you don't get a little Timmy in your class. That's right. <laughs> we don't want that to happen. 
how did you get back in or how did you get into fantasy football? Uh, what, what started you and when was it? Like, uh, yeah. So, uh, it's been, it's been a while. <laughs> um, it actually kind of goes back to that. No judgment go- here. As you can see, I'm, <laughs> I'm gray as hell. Yeah. We're, we're matching gray here. Um, it actually goes back to the, uh, the education, the teaching field. Um, I, I didn't really grow up a football fan. Um, you know, I, maybe a casual fan would, would catch a game here or there, but didn't have a favorite team. Still don't have a favorite team actually. But, um, when I, when I started teaching and I've been at the same school my entire career, uh, again, it's an elementary school. And, and, uh, that, that means I work with 95%, uh, females. So my, my first couple of years teaching, I, I kind of link up with, uh, another, another guy that's teaching in the building. There's, there's pretty few of us. Uh, so we, we became friends and, you know, ate, ate lunch together and, and did all these things and started kind of hanging out and spending, spending time together. And he's always talking about this fantasy football league that he has. It was his college league, uh, with buddies that were now at that point spread all across the country. And, um, I had barely heard of fantasy football at this point. This is probably 2001, something like that. And, uh, but everything he's telling me sounds great, right? He's making trades, he's doing drafts and, and these are all pretty foreign concepts to me outside of, uh, outside of playing video games. And I know that, that, that part is kind of a common, uh, a lot of us have that story that we, of course, obviously grew up playing Madden that yes. we all, you know, we would all much rather do the off season stuff than the, uh, uh, than actually play the games. Um, and that was true of me as well. So he's talking trades and, and drafts and I don't, I don't have a very good understanding of the NFL at that point, honestly, but I love what he's talking about. And I'm constantly telling him, get me in this league, get me in this league. Because again, I didn't, I didn't know how to join a fantasy football league at that point. I didn't realize there was a, a space out there and, uh, eat. Even then, there was a space out there. There were websites and leagues to join and things like that. Um, but I had no idea about any of that. So finally, a spot comes open, and Mike, oh my gosh, this is this is almost embarrassing to tell. But um, so this was a ten-team league again. His college, my, oh, yeah. my friends' college buddies, and they decide to expand. So they've they they their expansion plan is they add two teams, me and another guy. No kind of expansion draft, no kind of <laughs> drop players and, um, you know, pick, pick from that. No, get it out we the built, mud. We, <laughs> we built our team from whatever was left over on the waiver wire. And then we got the 11th and 12th picks oh, in yeah. the rookie draft that year. So this was, it was 2003. I'm pretty sure. Uh, I, I do remember that, uh, my first draft pick ever was Byron Leftwich in a rookie draft, whatever year that was, 03 probably. Right. And uh, and that was a single quarterback league too. So, that, you know, that adds even more embarrassment that I took a quarterback in the first round of a <laughs> of a one QB. Um, but, man, that, that was the beginning for me. And it was – I mean, it was not an active league. It, you know, they, they didn't really care. And – but I became obsessed. And I found – found some resources, found some websites, kind of started interacting with people um, through forums. I mean, this is a, this is pre Twitter. This is pre uh, 
you know, really anything that we have now to uh, as far as communication methods. But uh, I was on forums of, of a couple different websites and always found myself being the most active member or at least one of the most active members of those those message boards and things. And, uh, um, you know, eventually that that I found football guys and that was really that was really a game changer for me, honestly, is uh, kind of interacting and, and uh, interacting with that community at football guys, building a, uh, you know, almost like building a resume, honestly, um, and, and meeting a lot of people. I mean, Sigmund Bloom and Matt Waldman and, and you know, names we know very, uh, very well at this point, Adam Harstad, uh, all those folks uh, were, were hanging out at, at football guys forums and, uh, talking dynasty. And it was, it was, it was a good time. You know, it was a good time to break into dynasty at that point. I love the fact that you just, you jumped the line. You went right to the good stuff. I mean, no offense yeah. to the, the, the redraft people out there, but like I play it just because, you know, I have some home leagues. You right. know, my, my dad asked me to, you know, win his redraft league for him. <laughs> uh, th- there's really fun contests to play best ball on underdog, yeah. you know, with, with the redraft mindset, but, uh, as you you could tell from our content, that's not really how I dominate my uh, my portfolio of leads. Right. Like it, it's dynasty focused, and I'm kind of jealous that you just skipped all the the, the bullshit. Let's be honest, yeah. <laughs> the bullshit, and you jumped right into the good fucking stuff, man. That's what I'm talking about. Just go right to dynasty. That's definitely a uh, that's definitely a rare part of uh, of my story. I would say is is starting with dynasty rather than than redraft and. I mean, obviously, I've played redraft as well over the years, but um, I, I'm I'm glad, you know, I'm glad I was able to start in Dynasty. I don't know, maybe maybe the path would have been different if, if I hadn't. Um, but yeah, I was I was really um, I, I was addicted from from the beginning, really, and uh, you know, eventually won that league that I started off with waiver wire scraps and Byron Leftwich. No um, way. Uh, well, not not year one. I mean, let's not go crazy. But you know, how, how, I, how long did it take? Do you remember? Uh, I think it was year three. I believe it was year three. I, That's I won. still an impressive feat from literally starting <laughs> with nothing. Because I think if I were to do that to you know two teams, you take a ten team league and here whatever's left on the way for wire is yours. Oh, by the way, we're giving you the last two picks of the first round. <laughs> Good luck to well, you. Though. It's funny. I uh, um, I, I think maybe my favorite format at, at this point in time right now is uh is vampire leagues and uh i don't i don't know if you've gotten to do any but um i've I've done a couple now i've been the vampire in a couple and that that first dynasty league i did was good practice because that was Mm. that was kind of a vampire vampire team without the benefit of uh getting to steal some players when i won but i certainly started at the bottom uh in in that league and uh in vampire leagues as well of course I think I might have to start one up now. You kind of got me interested. We'll have to, oh man, we'll have to get one going, right? A South Harmon Vampire League. <laughs> you will, you will love it. You will love it for sure. Let's go. We get that out. I'm big into right now C two C leagues because I just get to play Dynasty, but you know, four years earlier. Yeah, deeper, deeper. <laughs> I just man, I've I've done I start a couple. With them coming out of high school, like I. If they invent a format too, or you could play high school fantasy football, I might get into that too. I don't know. <laughs> we just I start drafting freshmen in high school. Like, hey, you see? I've this seen kid? it. I've seen it. <laughs> There's some of the um, some of the Devi leagues that uh, Scott Fish and I run as part of 
uh, part of the safe leagues. Um, the the Devi leagues, you're actually allowed to draft high schoolers, and and it happens every year. You'll see. Um, I think the, the, the receiver coming out this year, I believe it's Jeremiah Smith. Mm-hmm. Um, he got drafted last year. Uh, so every year, of, of course, uh, you know, two or three years ago, it was Arch Manning getting drafted while he wow. was uh, set to be a senior in high school. So it happens every year. And yeah, it's, that that's the great thing about this hobby. One of the great things I think is as deep as you want to take it, you could you can go that deep, right? And there there's going to be a community. It might it might be a very small community, but if you just want to play redraft with the guys from work or people from work, great, you can do that. If you want to turn it into a dynasty league, you're going to find eight or ten or twelve to do that. If you want to draft high school players, you're going to be able to find <laughs> some. You know, you're going to be a find find a group to do that as well. And really as as niche or as deep as you want to go with it uh there there's opportunity for it so how did the uh how did the the content creation how did being a writer and doing podcasts and youtube shows how did that come about when did you finally jump into the to those waters of because it is scary to put yourself out there the first couple times and even though uh kind of like adam and i when we started we tell ourselves it's not scary because there's only going to be 10 people who are going to be listening to us or see our stuff. And we go, no, don't worry about it. <laughs> but you're still nervous as hell. I, I listened to our first podcast I ever recorded and it's the worst thing I've ever heard in my entire life. Yeah. There's, there's no way I would go back and listen to the first, um, you know, the first blueprint, um, first dynasty blueprint, which is what that is. It was dynasty blueprint before it was locked on dynasty. So um, Williamson and I, Matt Williamson, formerly of, ESPN did dynasty blueprint for several years. That was the first podcast I was a co-host of. And there, <laughs> there's no way I would listen to episode one. No way. Or honestly, even the first season. 20, 30. Yeah. Season, whatever. Um, I mean, I'm with you. I, I still, I still get nervous to do podcasts. Um, I don't know. I don't know if it's worn off for you, but there's still, you know, there's still a little, uncertainty or uneasiness uh for me at least um, well that's for- that's why i put on the shades and i drink vodka that's just hey, fine then that, that works that <laughs> that's works. the secret right there right <laughs> nice shades to, and vodka then nobody that. knows that it's nervous so you still get pretty <laughs> pretty relaxed buddy <laughs> I'll, I'll give that a shot next time um no as far as uh getting into content um so one of the uh one of the guys i, I met through interacting at football guys and we eventually started playing in leagues together was a guy named Jeff T Tiller and Jeff is still on staff over at football guys. Uh, we became great friends. Um, and at, at some point along the way, he got hired at football guys to, to be a staff writer. And I mean, it was like, it was like my, my buddy had made it right. I mean, it was the big time, which I, I thought was great. And I remember telling him, I'd love to do that, but I don't think I can come up with anything to write about. And uh, of course that, that feels crazy now after a dozen years of, of writing. But um, again, it goes back to that activity. I was, I was always active on that football guys message board and starting, um, you know, threads, starting topics and getting some good interaction. So um, again, that, that, uh, that relationship was kind of being built there as far as 
having an idea and it wasn't an article. It certainly wasn't a podcast or anything like that, but it was an, an idea that I might've had that sparked some conversation in that community. And then Twitter was, was the game changer for me. Um, Twitter, I think started in Oh nine. I got, I got on around 2010 and again, was just one of the most active people in the fantasy football community. It was obviously very different than message boards, forums, whatever, whatever had come before. Um, but after, after a year or so of really just tweeting and kind of doing the same thing I was doing at football guys, uh, Eric Dickens from DLF reached out and, and said, Hey, we're hiring some writers. Would you be interested and I had done a little bit of writing for for Bloom on a, a site that he had, um, kind of kind of separate from Football Guys, but uh, really had had not done hardly anything. Um, but I was interested and and kind of got started at DLF. Just jumped in with both feet and um, started writing, and and that that was really it. That was that was the beginning. That was all it took. Uh, was him asking if I was interested and again, became one of the most active people in that group, was writing, I don't know, 100 articles a year, probably more than that. Um, certainly two or three a week there for a long time, uh, both in season and off season. And like I said earlier, kind of worked my way up. They they created a senior writer position. They created a team lead. And and I, I was kind of climbing that ladder and, and eventually – uh, became part owner of the site. It's so a lot of people that I've uh, talked to on here, a lot of people in the space uh, start out in writing or yeah. continue or still write today. And they, they absolutely love it. Is that kind of also for you too? I know for me, I, I hate writing. Every time somebody asked me to write anything from the time I was probably six and could write <laughs> till, uh, yeah. till where I'm at at 37 now. I hate it. I despise it. College was terrible. High school papers, terrible. <laughs> Even though I have a passion for dynasty football, if I had to write a dynasty article, I'd lose my mind. I, I would... <laughs> so I, I envy people who can actually tell a story. Uh, we have a fantastic writer over here that writes for us. And, and every time that I read his stuff every single week, I'm like, you do a great job of storytelling that I have no ability to do. Is it almost a passion project for you at this point? Like you enjoy it because you get to, to kind of get everything out. Yeah. I mean, I do enjoy it. Um, but writing, writing was not really an interest for me, uh, prior. And, and again, as a teacher, I certainly had to do a lot of writing uh, of different kinds throughout the year, uh, throughout the years. Um, but not, not anything like this and, and certainly never, never had writing as a, a hobby or interest before this. Um, yeah, I, I do still write obviously. And, and along with podcasting and, and other things, and I, I do enjoy it. it. It really, um, I mean, we're, we're almost to, you talk about it being a passion. We're almost to that point because I love the off season. I love exploring, you know, new strategies or, or just new ways to think about dynasty. Obviously that's one of the reasons I'm loving your all's content so much because it's, it's different than really anything else that I think is out there that I've seen. Um, so the, the off season's what I, what I love the most as far as the writing goes. Uh, but yeah, I, I still enjoy it where there's, uh, still certainly a, a, a place for it, a space for it. And, uh, I'm I'm just glad that podcast 
video, YouTube, everything else has, has kind of opened the door for so many other people who either might not be interested in writing or comfortable writing or whatever, but, but have great ideas. So, you know, if it wasn't for YouTube and, and the growth of podcasts, you know, maybe we hadn't heard from you. So I'm, I'm certainly glad that it's gone the way it has. Oh, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. I think it's uh, a lot of it's just kind of the way the entire industry is going from an entertainment yeah. standpoint, right? Yep. You know, it used to be when, when we were kids, there was, you know, two, seven and nine for me were the three channels you got and that's it, yeah. man. <laughs> CBS, NBC, ABC, here you yep. go. This is all you get. And then even when we started getting into fantasy sports, right? Shout out to the old days, right? You had a couple websites that did it. And then you had, you know, ESPN picked up and actually started doing their own fantasy show for a while. And that used to be the place that you go to. And that was all that you had. Now social media and YouTube is just like, yeah, hey, you want to do it? <laughs> you don't even need to work for a company. Start your own company. Just make yeah. your own podcast. So it's actually incredible that people kind of have that power. And you're right. If it wasn't for... Uh, for people like you who kind of paved the way for the rest of us, and then like, hey, I think we could do this. I think we, uh, I don't have to write like Ryan. I could just uh, record a podcast, and it's nice. It's very, very, very nice that you guys, uh, you guys laid the groundwork for us. And I got to have Bob Harris on and thank him for everything that he's oh, done for the fantasy man. industry over the years. I mean, absolute legend. So, yep. Highlight for me. I get to do a podcast where I get to actually talk to the legends in the space. It's amazing. <laughs> it's a great job. Perfect. It, it, yep, it is great. I, I uh, man, I love it. I love, I love Dynasty. I love the, you know, I love the community. It's, it's, it's a little hokey, but man, I've just met, I've met so many good people and so few, you know, jerks, bums, right. whatever you want to call it, right? Like, uh, it's, it's, it's a good space for sure. The uh, the expo is probably the the best example of it. Um, now was you, was last year the or this past year was that the first one you had gone to or have you gone second to one second okay. one we've gone so to, I've missed so. you twice then is what you're saying man well I'm hard to miss too <laughs> and Adam's well, hard to miss because he's six <laughs> four okay well, he's a very tall human being <laughs> makes it makes it even worse on me then but uh, we we won't we won't do it three years in a row. We'll we'll make well, sure to meet. Well, up. next year, just come find us around Fizzle. Uh, he'd be the most famous one out of our group. <laughs> I mean, he's the only one rubbing elbows with Des Bryant personally. So <laughs> okay, I don't right, I don't have that claim to fame. <laughs> Speaking of which, uh, Fizzle does the intro for everything that we do. We just met him through the space as a patron. Okay, now he works nice. for us. He runs our social media. He's fantastic. He just dropped his new album today, too, so I'm incredibly excited for it. So We're recording this on Friday. When people hear it, it'll be on Monday. But if you haven't checked out Fizzle's new album and you like the intro music, trust me, the rest of the album is fantastic. <laughs> the rest of it's really good. Ryan, i got to ask you then, what would be your favorite type of content to do? Like if hypothetically you lived in this crazy world where you only got to do one thing for the rest of it, like you can only do one type of content, podcast, oh, live man. stream, write an article, it's like picking a favorite kid, ain't it? Yeah, it is. It is. Um, but we all lie and say that we don't have a favorite, but I have a favorite. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, kids. You know, we don't have to name names though, but right. but I'll 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 name some names here. Um you know, I guess even though I said I, I still kind of have some anxiety or some some nerves when it comes to podcast, I, I think that's the one I would go with. I mean, just the chance to, to actually interact. And I mean, you write an article and then you, 
you know, you hope people read it, but sometimes you don't even know. And I don't know, you can, you can check your numbers or, you know, maybe you get some comments um, or, or, you know, very, very best case. Maybe there's some, even, even some conversation, you know, on social media, on Twitter about, about what you uh, have put together, but that, that in 99% of the cases, that's kind of the end of it. Um, with the podcast. I mean, I love the, I love the DLF dynasty podcast. I sit down with, with, uh, with Dan and Matt every week. And, um, I'm sure it's the same way for you guys. As much as I enjoy the podcast, the 10, 20, 30 minutes we spend before the podcast, just talking, Mm -hmm. uh, and and the time after as well. That's to me, that's, that's the best part. So I would not want, I would not want to give that up for sure. I get that. I get that. There's been a lot of, uh, over the last couple of years with Adam, there's been a lot of stuff that hasn't been recorded yes. <laughs> that would make a fantastic podcast. We just happen to be off air when we're fighting about who's better, Dak Prescott or Carson Wentz. You know, who's going to have a longer career, Matt Ryan or Aaron Rodgers? <laughs> this is the kind of stuff we do off air sometimes. Though, so, I think probably the best thing is we do so much stuff now, so much content, which is is it's a hard load to carry at yeah. times. Uh, but we have a lot less of those moments because we just hash them out on air. <laughs> so everybody gets to experience it. Yeah, you know, when, yeah. I'm, when he's mad at me and I'm pissed off at him and we're going to go at each other about uh, who's right on certain takes. <laughs> it, uh, it, it ended badly for me, though. I, I, we, uh, we fought this year on uh, Puka Nakua. Right, uh, as I'm sure a lot of people did. Yeah. And about how to properly value him. And I was like, I'll take Quentin Johnston for him everywhere. Now this was like what, like after week one, after week, week two, two like week yeah. three ish, yeah. somewhere in that, and I'm like, come on, I'll take it. So uh, we made quite a quite a bit of deal. So we play in like twenty some leagues together at this point. So yeah, I had a lot of shares of uh, Puka, and he had a lot of shares of QJ, and uh, yeah, he's looking pretty good on that one right now. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Fortunately for me, I mean Puka is such a such a fun story, and to me the the most frustrating part, maybe the lesson I learned there. I mean, I was actually kind of uh, kind of on him pre even pre draft, um, and the frustrating part for me is I didn't follow through. Right, like I've got mm-hmm. I don't know eight, ten, I don't know a dozen dynasty leagues, probably something like that, and and did fifty, sixty, seventy uh, best ball mania drafts, and my my shares are pretty low, and not because I didn't like the player, not because you know, not even because I. Um, wasn't well I, I guess it is it's because i wasn't aggressive enough in getting in trying to get him you know and it's like the the end of the second round and oh i don't want to i don't want to take puka there because his adp is late three instead of late two so mm. um you know i kind of outsmarted myself there and uh, that that would be one of one of the uh lessons for me is uh, sometimes we just need to throw ADP out the window and, and get your guys, especially in the in rookie drafts. There's always a, these guys too, that, uh, they come up, at least for me, I, I find some, so much that I like them. Like you said, I like their, their profile. Maybe I like some of their analytical data coming out. Um, it just kind of, you gravitate to them. It's like, that's mm-hmm. my guy. Um, yeah. but I also try to be player agnostic and just worry yeah. about value. And like Sam, Howell, that was a dude I was in love with coming out. When you go in the fifth round as a quarterback mm-hmm. in a super flex league, I go, okay, 
guess I don't really care about you anymore. Right? Um, your odds of being anything are pretty low. Like, it just happened. Most of these fifth-round quarterbacks, are you never see them. You might see them mm-hmm. in a backup role once or twice. That's it. And then it comes out like this year, and you're like, damn it. should have just stuck with it. I should have, you know, fourth, fifth round everywhere in my rookie drafts. I should have just been Sam Howling it up, have every share of them possible. Nope. Here we are. Puka's kind of the same thing, right? He had a he had yeah. a decent enough profile. There's enough real smart people in the industry being like, "You guys don't sleep on Puka, don't sleep on Puka." And then we are fourth, fifth round of Superflex League, still just letting him pass. Like I'm good. <laughs> well, um, and then, yeah, I mean, if even if you didn't, you know, even if you weren't already in on the profile, we should have been in just based on the situation. Like, I mean, it was it was Cooper Cup and nothing else. Um, so it was it's pretty clear they were going to have opportunity. We got on the. DLF podcast every week and said, Hey, get this guy, take him uh, in your drafts when you have a chance. And, and then when you're really on the clock and it's like, Oh man, there's seven wide receivers that are all about the same here. So, you know, am I going to take, am I going to take this guy or mix it up? Um, yeah, just, uh, just kind of frustrating, but I mean, you, you try to learn from those things and get better, you know, doing uh doing dynasty football now, as long as you have done, uh, is it almost, I feel bad that I I get more excited for the off season than I actually do the NFL season about this time. Like, I'm in the playoffs. You're excited because you know you got a possibility of winning some money. There's some championships, but Ryan, like, I don't know. This is a safe space. Oh yeah, I'm more excited for the fucking season to be over. Right, I'm excited to dive into rookies and talk values and where these guys are going and you know how to maneuver in my rookie draft and look at all my draft picks that I'm going to have. You know, even those second, third rounders. I don't know. It almost feels dirty to to say that. Well, so, maybe that's yeah, what some, makes us dynasty players and not redrafters, huh? That's right. That's right. So yeah, some would uh, scoff at that, roll their eyes at that, or whatever, but. Man, the dynasty season is just so great. Um, again, and it goes back to goes back to playing Madden, right? Growing up on those video games, and um, the season was fine, whatever. But the player movement and the, mm. I mean, you know, I even find myself doing that with like uh, with NBA and with baseball. Yes. Um, I mean, I'm a Yankees fan. I'm a Knicks fan, and I would consider myself a casual fan of both, both teams and both sports at this point. I mean, I grew up a a huge Yankees fan. Baseball was all I cared about uh, from a sports standpoint. And those are both kind of fallen, you know, fallen far behind when it comes to football, fantasy football and and dynasty, but still every off season, like who's getting traded, who are the Yankees going to sign? What's the NBA draft look like? You know, how many, how many of my Kentucky Wildcats are going to get drafted in the first round, right? Those are, those off season things are what I, what I end up caring about more than a regular season NBA game or, or same thing with baseball. And it's not quite to that degree when it comes to football. I mean, I still obviously care about what's happening on Sundays. We have to, you know, as we, as we're playing dynasty and fantasy, but I'm, I'm with you. I mean, free agency, the draft, the, um, you know, potential trades, which that's, that's even a kind of a new wrinkle over the past few years where, uh, we, we wouldn't, would never really see any trades. Um, all, all of that is, is, really to me the best part so yeah i'm, I'm glad this is is a safe space i'll i'll admit it as well 
it's a very safe space. I love startup season. I love rookie draft season. Uh, the off season is the the best time, and I think a lot of it too is it. The off season is so much longer than the season, and it doesn't yeah. feel like everything's so condensed in, right? Like this is a a fourteen week sprint to to get where we are, and then now we're you know everything could be done within a week for your teams, like some of right. these, and you just go, damn it. Of course, this dude would get hurt on this week and just completely ruin this season. Well, let's just get to the off season, all right? I want to. Bu- I'm building this again. I'm we're, we're running it back. I'm doing something different. Yeah, you're you're definitely right. I I will say though, I I almost kind of wish that the off season was a little more spread out, and it, and it doesn't necessarily make sense from a from an NFL calendar standpoint. But I mean, we're going to in in a month. We're going to watch the first round of the playoffs and eventually a month later, we'll watch the Super Bowl. And then like three weeks after that's the combine and, and yeah, a, a month after, quick, right? Right. Um, um, two or three weeks after that is free agency. And then it's all, uh, it's all rookie talk for six weeks before the draft. And then things slow down, right? Maybe we get a rookie mini camp and, and then in July we'll, we'll get, we'll get camps rolling, but, Seems like we're in a big hurry in the uh, in the spring to get to kind of a dead summer. So that's the summer is really the struggle, I think, for for fantasy players, for dynasty players. But the the winter and the spring, it's 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 booming for sure. Uh, so shout out to the redrafters out there if you do listen to the show. But redrafts your focus. I always uh, I refer to the summer as waiting for redrafters. All right, that's yeah. what we're waiting for as <laughs> dynasty managers because there's nothing really for us to do. We've spent our spent our rookie picks. We've kind of positioned wherever. Now we're waiting for the vet players' values to return in our dynasty leagues, and for that to happen, yeah. I need you redrafters to come back and you guys start talking about how great uh, Ezekiel Elliott looks in New England, right? <laughs> or where's Leonard Fournette potentially going to sign? Because I desperately want to get him off my team because <laughs> he's old. You know? I don't care about yeah. him in dynasty no more. Uh, I need you guys to come back. You know about August. I will say though one one thing that has um, changed, especially over the past couple of years, and we've already mentioned it a couple of times, underdog, and this this best ball mania tournament, uh, because they start, I don't know when they start March something or whatever, but we're we're drafting those teams year or you know not year round but throughout the summer right yeah um, so. One, that's a good thing. It it gives us a little gives us a little something to do when we 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 do hit those quiet times uh, from the NFL calendar standpoint. But I want to I wanted to get your thoughts on this because I I kind of started to notice it last year. Uh, one, what used to be dynasty season is is now at least partly best ball season, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, it was March, April, May you get on Twitter and every big name out there is talking about rookies dynasty, dynasty content, right? Evan Silva, everybody. And over the past two years, that's kind of shifted to best ball, best ball. So, you know, one, I'm a, I'm a little, you know, I'm a little jealous, right? Like I feel like my, my turf is kind of being (laughs) intruded on a little bit, um, our turf, but also, I, I kind of feel like um, people playing those those best ball mania drafts 
and tracking that ADP as closely as, as a lot of them do. I think it's changed the way we value players in dynasty even uh, because it, it used to be, I mean, so cookie cutter veterans, no value in the off season, right? If you want right. to, if you want to buy Mike Evans, Tyler Lockett, if you want to buy almost any, any running back, do it in the off season, it's going to be easy to do. The price is cheap. And, and that's still kind of true to a degree. But if you find somebody who's doing uh, doing best ball drafts, they're valuing those veterans. It's almost like that mindset that they're almost they're already in regular season mode, even though the season might be three months away. I didn't I didn't notice it uh, from a value standpoint within my dynasty leagues. Uh, I you know I did a ton of startups in the off season uh, last year, and the. Uh, Mike Evans, the Keenan Allens, uh, Dalvin Kamara's because of the possible suspension and the fact he's old. Like all those dudes, they just went so late. They just went, they went late. Nobody really valued them. I think you're on to something though, Ryan. Like we start to uh, to expand, or uh, and I'm sure this year will be just like last year, but amplified with this best ball content because even I did uh, some underdog leagues in March, I believe, February, March. Yeah. Uh, we hadn't had the rookie draft yet. Uh, th- those teams that I drafted sucked because I drafted them from like this dynasty offseason mindset where Zach Evans was going to be something and Kendra Miller was going to be this awesome running back that I took in the you know 14th, 15th round. Look at all these idiots sleeping on the stud rookie. So those teams stunk. <laughs> <laughs> None of those moved on. No, um, no, no advancing, huh? But as more and more people get into it and becomes more and more popular, Maybe we do see a big value shift. Maybe I'll see it over all, over all my leagues. Um, and I also think this year is probably a great one for people. I know we, we talk about it now because it's happening now, but I wonder if we'll have some carryover because I don't think we've seen a whole lot of these Keenan Allen, Mike Evans types basically carry fantasy teams yeah. as, at their their age like we kind of have this year because they weren't, uh, weren't Stefan Diggs. You know, we expect that out right. of him. They weren't Tyreek right. Hill. We expect that out of Tyreek Hill. Um, you know, if Devontae Adams did it, nobody would bat an eye, like, for one or two more years. Mike Evans? I mean, even in his prime, he was kind of like, eh, you know, it's yeah. Mike Evans. You know, he's you get you 1,000 yards and a couple touchdowns. And, yeah. Keenan Allen, you know, possession receiver, 110 catches, handful of touchdowns. They've been game changers, difference makers this year. So maybe we do get a little bit more carryover with all those forces combined, which would be pretty cool. So I've been, I mean, I've been thinking about guys like that quite a bit lately. Um, I don't know, maybe, maybe this becomes an article at DLF or a podcast segment or something, but my wife, you know, we, we've been going, uh, we've been going shopping a lot lately, right? I mean, it's, it's the season, right? Whether you're Christmas shopping or Christmas decoration shopping is, is what we've been doing. We bought a new Christmas tree that was an unreal, <laughs> unreal am, amount of money. I couldn't, I couldn't even believe this, but we did it. My condolences. And what, what was really, you know, what really kind of got to me about this purchase was not that we, you know, we didn't need one or not that it was not a nice, uh, a, a nice tree or whatever. But I knew if I knew if I waited six weeks, that tree would be half price, right? I knew it would be, and we still got it. So it's those, it's those seasonal items, right? Like we can go right now to target and buy some decorations, or we can go on 
December 26th and pay half the price or maybe even less. And Mike Evans is the same thing, right? Like you can buy him for, you might have to pay a first rounder for him right now. If you want right. to do that, I would not do that by the way, but um, that's, that might be what he, what he cost. And in two, three, four weeks, he's literally going to be half off. So some of these guys are, are seasonal items and, and we need to decide. And again, sometimes you just have to do it. Sometimes you have to pay the price, the, the full, the full asking price, the full uh, retail. Sometimes you can't afford to wait until, uh, until they hit that discount or that, uh, that clearance aisle. Uh, but I think there's so many examples this year of players that are, are seasonal, you know, and we're going to see the value. We're going to see the price drop here uh, in just a couple of weeks. So it'd be interesting too, to see if you can actually build some very, very good short window dynasty teams within, a, you know, you might only have a one year window to be completely honest, but loading up on these kind of guys, especially when they do hit their seasonal discount. If you're the person paying attention to ADPs, you know, in March, <laughs> you're the person going, Hey, that, that would be, that would be me. Right, you're, uh, you're, you're thrift shopping, essentially. You know, I'm like, hey, yeah, I'm going to the clearance aisle, boys. <laughs> we'll be good. <laughs> Mike Evans here. You see this? Seventy five percent off, Mike Evans. Well, it always, I mean, it always comes down to cost, right? Like, mm -hmm. do I, in general, am I interested in? We keep saying Evans, but but any any of those guys fit. You know, your listeners yeah. all know they all know the names. Uh, am I interested in that guy? Eh. I don't know. Am I interested in him in February? Nah. Uh, but I mean, seriously, if you paid a, uh, a second for Evans and a second for Keenan Allen, uh, last February, last March, which was, I don't know in, in my leagues, that was very doable for yes. sure. Um, you, yeah, you're sitting pretty, you're, you're reaping the benefits right now. And, you know, some, sometimes we just have to make those moves. It's it's easy to it's easy to fall in the uh, rookie hype trap. I I do it every year across all uh, my leagues, Ryan. I can guarantee you, I probably traded away a Mike Evans or a Keenan Allen for a second because you fall in. Even I mean, even doing dynasty, I fall into that trap of yeah, I, I know who's going to be good in the second round. I know this rookie's going to. Yeah, hit. I know. Yeah, you guys are sleeping on Kendry Miller. I hate to throw him out there, but he's been terrible this year. <laughs> he's been ruining my team. My you guys, guys just don't know yet. Okay, it's happening. And uh, you know, you trade away uh, Mike Evans or Keenan Allen for that pick, and here we are sitting here in the fantasy playoffs. You know, like, damn, this team'd be really good if I had a Keenan Allen, <laughs> Mike Evans at wide receiver instead of a, you know, a seven string running back I can't use. Well, I mean, for the most part, I mean, I said you might have to pay a first for him. For the most part, they're still they're still second rounders. I mean, maybe you have to throw in a third. Maybe you throw in a uh, a, a a prospect that right. doesn't look so great now. But the price is kind of capped on those kind of guys, even when they hit. Or I shouldn't say hit because they both had long long productive careers. But even when they continue to play well, once they get 29, 30, 31, most people are not going to expect a first rounder for those players. Right. So. You know, the the punishment that you might endure, that you might have to go through for not buying in February, usually not that bad. I think probably the biggest switch for me this year, Ryan, has been 
trying to capitalize when I do have a window in Dynasty, whether it's mm-hmm. lineup or a best ball league, however right. however it's set up. Understanding that I'm in a, you know, if I'm in the playoffs and I have a pretty good team, you know, not one that's limping in or you're like, damn, I can't believe this team got here. Yeah. <laughs> you know, one of those teams that's in the middle that shouldn't be. <laughs> yeah. You should have made a decision a long time ago to blow this thing up, but somehow yet here you are. Because the rest of your league stinks too. <laughs> You're in the playoffs. Not one of those teams, but if you got a, a reasonable one, it's just foregoing dynasty value and understanding that now I'm in a I'm in a three week redraft league, right? Yeah, and I'm tra- and I'm trying to capture a championship. And a lot of people get upset at that, Ryan, too. But I I think for me at least it's been one of those. Uh, it, you play in so many dynasty leagues and you've been doing it for so long. Kind of the same way for for Adam and myself, where. I got to trust myself to get myself out of shit if I get into it. You know what I mean? So I yeah, I just made a trade here uh, last night. And there was some vodka involved. Maybe that's why I'm <laughs> sick today too. But, uh, you know, B. John Robinson, JSN, Trey McBride, and a first. And you go, man, look at all that youth on one side. But in return, I'm getting A.J. Brown, Christian McCaffrey, Travis Kelsey, Tyler Lockett, Geno Smith. I don't know. I'm just looking at it going, yeah, if this was a redraft league, people people call collusion. Like, how do you make this trade yeah, <laughs> right yeah. before the playoffs start? This is this is collusion. You can't get Christian McCaffrey and Travis Kelsey and A.J. Brown for some young rookies. This is dumb. <laughs> but in Dynasty, people look at it the other way and go, wow, you're getting all the old guys, right? all the disgusting ones that nobody wants. Yeah, I mean, I think, again, one of the good things about it is there's so many ways to – to build a contender, to build uh, eventually a, a winning dynasty team, and um, you know, I don't, I mean, I don't know what that exact team looks like, but sometimes you get so so much use, so many, uh, whether it's actual picks still, or if those picks have turned into to young prospects, that sometimes you can afford to to make those kind of trades and really just say. I'm I'm going to go for it with this team. I'm going to make my, you know, I'm going to shorten my window maybe, but I'm also going to strengthen my, uh, my team, strengthen my case and, and just go get a title. And uh, that's, that's, that's what you got to do sometimes. And and that's also a benefit of, of playing in a bunch of leagues. You know, if you've got one league, one dynasty league, right? maybe you hesitate to do, to, right. to really kind of go all in, in that way, but you play in 10, 12, 20, 30, whatever it might be, then uh, you kind of kind of get to experiment a little bit more. Um, I mean, the thing that stood out to me there was just talking about um, making trades right now, because I know uh, trade deadlines have been kind of a hot topic lately in, yeah. in circles that I've seen. And um, my main leagues, uh, what I would consider my main leagues are, are some leagues called uh, Kitchen Sink. And this year is the first year we've gone away from a trade deadline. We've had a trade deadline up until this year. Um, and we, we removed that. Actually, I guess I should say we, we now have a soft trade deadline. So we have a, we have a date. And if you trade past this date, that's fine. You just have to commit to next year. You got to pay for next year. Yeah. So I do want to avoid the dump everything, win a title and and leave. You know, I, I do want to still avoid that. Although I, I think most of the most of the people in my league wouldn't necessarily do that anyway. Uh, we've, we've got a good group, but um, man, I'm in the, um, I'm in the semis in four of those five leagues. And 
it, it's a different experience to be able to to make some moves and and to go out and go shopping right now. I'm I'm still kind of got that mindset of okay, this is the team. I've got to stick with this. And right, uh, you know, if if these guys go down, then oh well, I guess I'm out of it. Uh, it, it and it's funny because I've got another league. I'm not the commission. Of. We do still have that hard trade deadline, and it's it passed on Thanksgiving, and I've got Justin Herbert. So he's gone. I've got Josh Jacobs. He's gone. I've got Christian Kirk. He's gone. Oh, no. Well, guess what? My chances of winning are also gone. I, I, you know, yeah. I, I've got some depth, but I, maybe I would have traded Herbert for, I don't even know. It doesn't matter because I can't. The, the trade deadline has passed. So I can't, um, I can't improve my team really at this point. And uh, that's just a, just a, another kind of glaring example of why I'm liking this uh, this no trade deadline. I love the uh, the no trade deadline, but uh, for people out there who don't do it, uh, the, in every one of my leagues, um, if it's my choice, it's no trade deadline. If it's, let me just say right. that. Yeah. Now, you know, I commission a lot of leagues, and just like everything, I kind of leave a lot of stuff up to vote and you know what yeah. do people actually want to play. But uh, if it's my choice, which anymore when i set up like a patron league ryan it's just like here's the rules uh these are pinned and uh yeah we're not changing them (laughs) (laughs) we're doing our our rookie drafts before the nfl draft every every league i set up okay i like that some people hate it but i think i'm up to like 25 leagues now that are drafting before the rookie draft the actual nfl draft but what do you think is the big benefit there you gotta have conviction Right, yeah. you have to have conviction on the the pick that you have. Um, if you don't have conviction about your ability to identify or whatever, if you're using other people for content, right, and they, you know, for for rookie content, you got to have conviction in their content, um, in what they're telling you. Uh, you have to have conviction, kind of, in where where player values are to actually make that pick. Otherwise you're better off just using that draft pick to somebody who thinks they have conviction. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Let me get an actual, you know, it it sounds crazy to say a vet, you know, if it's like a Jameer Gibbs, right? I'm like, let me go get a Jameer Gibbs because he's only been in the league one year, but like those kind of assets, that's what you need to use your picks for. But I like it because you got to have conviction on, you know, if you got conviction that you're good enough to, uh, to make the pick, you also need conviction on the actual player that you're selecting, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've done a couple of leagues like that, but um, it's been it's been a few years since I have. So uh, you can get some incredible values, and you can get some incredible busts, which is right. pretty awesome, right? So we did have a, you know, you remember the uh, the the quarterback class from a couple of years ago? Mm-hmm. All those super flex leagues, Malik Willis, you know, <laughs> Sam Howell, oh. Matt Corral. <laughs> Those are first round picks in a pre NFL draft. So that could be rough. But if you also remember before that, now his career never panned out. But, you know, Trey Lance was damn near a a second round pick. And then, yeah. If you could have capitalized anytime, you you saw where like startup value and everything was for him for for a couple of years, right? Damn near a first rounder. Man, I mean, that guy had value like nine months ago, six months ago. He still had, he still had value. My bad. Um, <laughs> I think I'm pushing get, that thing. Like honestly, you could. Oh, I was too. You could have got. You could have easily got a second rounder for Trey Lance in July, right? Yeah, yeah. Maybe, yeah. maybe even more than that. Yeah. And I would have paid now, you a second rounder for Trey Lance in July. Now, now we're holding the bag. Yeah, now it's 
he don't even go for a second rounder in the actual NFL, right? No. <laughs> he doesn't even go for that. No. But yeah, yeah, you have to have those convictions. You get some crazy values like Kenny, uh, Kenny Pickett. You can get a value. Oh, yeah. You yeah. got a value on him. Mac Jones the year before was like a, almost a mid second rounder in a twelve team super flex, which is nuts. Some of these uh, second round uh, wide receivers that have been massive hits. It's it's just fun because you you got to be ahead of the curve now. Right. A lot of that niche has kind of been replaced with C2C for me anyways, where it's just like, oh, yeah, I've known about this dude since he was 18 years old, 17 years old. It's pretty fun. But the uh, the trade deadline thing, I think it all comes down to commish who you're playing with in the league um, and then having the parameters in place to, to protect against, uh, like you said, if you're, if you're only playing for this year, paying for this year, yeah, you can just come in, dump everything you got, and then bounce. Every league that I, I play in, I, I make them put a deposit for the following year. So if it's $50 league, you're paying $100 on the startup. And we always stay one year ahead. So yeah, you want to go, I use that to fill your orphan team when you leave. Yeah, right? that's smart. That's I bring smart, somebody maybe. in and I say, hey, the first year's already paid for. just need you to commit to 2025 at this point, and you're good to go. That's I like it. it. Some of those, though, are so bad that you know I end up eating the cost, but that's fine. I'd rather keep yeah. the I'd rather keep a dynasty league going, than turn it into a lot of what you see in dynasty, which sometimes I think leaves bad taste in people's mouth. Is these you know leagues that are only around for two, three years, and then they're getting nuked right into oblivion. Yeah, I want all my leagues like when you join an orphan, you'd be like, damn, you guys been going since 2019. <laughs> yeah, we've been here. <laughs> we've been here. We had a lot of characters in here over the years, but this league's still going. I. I ended up having um, in a few of my leagues ended up having people leave and I knew they were just leaving because their team, you know, was bad, honestly, Um, whether it kind of aged out or whether they took some chances on guys like Trey Lance and missed or or whatever it might be. Their, their team just was, was uh, in a tough spot. So I I came up with this rule. uh, I called it second chance. And, Essentially, it's like a dispersal draft, but anybody can do it. And, I, um, you know, it's it's become, I would say, fairly common, at least in our kind of niche dynasty community. But basically, every year you have the option to throw your team back and, and draft again. So if, if your team has gotten bad and um, you, you can you can dump those guys and if somebody else dumps their guys, then now we've we've got a draft or. Uh, even better, we've got a a dispersal auction or a second chance auction. I, um, I th- those have been pretty fun. I love that. The only thing I have against it is I just need a platform to use it on. You know what I mean? Like, let's make that an option on one of these platforms, like Sleeper, where I could go in and I could select, you know, Team Six, Team Seven, Team Eight. Yeah. They decided they want to throw it back, dumps their whole roster plus the free agents into the uh, into the pool, and those three guys just go through and do a draft. That'd be fun. That'd be really fun. Well, we, we've already man, talked about how how old managing I am, is so. a pain in the ass. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm uh, I'm still mostly MFL, and uh, it is it is it's it's relatively easy to manage on on uh, my fantasy league. So we we do that there. Um, but yeah, I, I wish it I wish it were easier. I wish it was possible on on Sleeper and and other spots. So MFL and Sleeper just need a merger at this point. <laughs> 
we demand. Hey, that sounds great. Sounds great to me. It, it could merge with fan tracks too, so we could get you know just the, oh, the complete. Yes, we get C two C on every. Let's go. What are we waiting oh, for? I love it. I don't. You know, most people are like, I don't like monopolies. I don't give a shit. That'd be the greatest monopoly ever. <laughs> <laughs> like sleepers making it. Uh, their platform is is really good, and they've they've made sure. it without making it pay. Right, you haven't had to yeah. pay for anything unless you want to bet, you know, on your right. own. Right, but MFL has been taking taking cuts <laughs> of their leagues for how long? And uh, the as long the as, website as long as still, I've been around, the website still looks like that. <laughs> <laughs> what are we doing? What are we doing, MFL? Uh yeah, I'll I'll keep my mouth shut on that one. <laughs> <laughs> just say it. Just say it, right. <laughs> You think of all those MFL leagues that are out there, and you think about the cut each one of those pays, and you're going, "Man, this is this might be the greatest money laundering scheme in history." Right here. They're doing pretty well for themselves, for sure. They are definitely doing all right. Well, Ryan, buddy, thank you so much for hopping on. This has been pretty awesome. Uh, tell the people where they can find you and when they can find you, as far as content goes and uh, your social media. Sure, you can uh, follow me on Twitter at RyanMC23. Um, and as we said, uh, all my written content at DynastyLeagueFootball.com. Uh, I've got the Dynasty League Football or DLF Dynasty podcast as well. Um, find that anywhere, anywhere you find podcasts. And uh, Locked On Dynasty also. So we're, we're doing four Locked On Dynasty pods every week, one DLF pod every week, and... Uh, tons of tons of videos as well so check out dlf on youtube also it's in the rotation for me on my morning drives to work appreciate that unfortunately for me like the uh the morning drive has gotten shorter i guess you know like i thought i'd be like man it'd be fun just to get to work in 10 minutes uh you know instead of half hour and actually sometimes i actually kind of miss the half hour right that's kind of a nice commute sometimes i'm the same i've got a i actually live across the street from from the school that i (laughs) teach at so i i really have no commute and yeah there's certainly some benefits from that but uh i've got to find other i've got to find other times yeah yeah i gotta find other times to catch up on on pods though not only is dad a teacher but you live across from the damn school Everything oh, that wasn't cool when I was a kid. <laughs> That's what they got yeah. right now. <laughs> yeah, still still not cool. Not cool for them, at least. They cannot mess up once. <laughs> <laughs> not once. Everybody's going to know. <laughs> Ryan, thank you so much. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll have to get together again. Uh, yeah, AMA, anytime, man. 40 chess. We'll get together. We'll, we'll find a way. I just want to yep. talk Dynasty with you for here to eternity. It's fun. Let's Dynasty do it. is Love the way. It. Dynasty is the way, people. That's going to do it for the South Harmon Spotlight. Make sure to give Ryan a follow and uh, listen to all that good content that he's putting out four times a week. What an animal. (laughs) Go read all his written stuff because you know I can't write. Appreciate y'all. See y'all back here same time, same place next week. Peace.